Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right, welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy to be here on a Wednesday. Just a reminder that we are being broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. And I've got Brad Page on the show, my Wednesday's guest. I'm so excited to have him back on the show. We have a jam-packed show for you as I'm going to talk about Major League Baseball canceling opening weekend as no deal has been reached in the collective bargaining agreement. We had major upsets in college basketball last night, and the Spencer Greenwave punched their ticket to the Final Four for boys basketball in GHSAA. 4A state playoffs. All right, so on Monday, there was a deadline for Major League Baseball. The Players Union and the owners could not come up with an agreement. They extended the deadline till 5 p.m. yesterday. The owners gave the players an offer, and that offer wasn't good enough. The players turned it down, and because of that, the commissioner, Rob Manfred, has canceled the first two series in Major League Baseball. So, The earliest that baseball will start is April 7th. So here's what's at stake. There's a possible situation where Major League Baseball will only have 156 games. In the scheme of things, that doesn't seem like a big deal. Let's just get baseball started. We don't want this to continue going on and canceling more games. I'm hoping, best case scenario, that nobody leaves Florida and they try to meet today to try to get a deal done. They did not meet for an entire month. This lockout has been going on 90 plus days. I am sick of it. I want to see baseball. Do I think it's fair that the Dodgers have a $250 million payroll? No, absolutely not. I don't like the fact that the Tampa Bay Rays don't spend over $100 million. I don't like the fact that the Oakland Athletics have a payroll less than $50 million and they make a movie called Moneyball, how they're penny pitching. But I love baseball. I want to see baseball back. Here's what could be in jeopardy. The Braves opener April the 7th versus the Cincinnati Reds where they display that 2021 World Series championship banner and they get their rings. There's a possibility that if you had tickets to that game, the schedule's been out for almost six months now. If you had tickets to that game, you may miss out on that game. Look, it's not all gloom and doom. There are other baseball games going on. There's college baseball. You got the Columbus Chattahoots playing, and they're going to release their schedule in seven days. Oh, I'm so excited to see the Columbus Chattahoots and the Sunbelt Baseball League with the new teams. We got the Atlanta Blues, and we have the Chuckalaka Monsters out of Oxford, Alabama, owned by the same ownership group, Ignite Sports. That is going to be a great rivalry. Looking forward to seeing that rivalry. We do have a big baseball game tonight at Ragsdale Field at Burger King Stadium as Point University taking on Columbus State. The Columbus State Cougars are 13-3 and on the season. We had the new rankings come out for USA South. The LaGrange Panthers are ranked 21st in NCAA Division III as they are 9-1, and and they will take a three-game series at Cleveland Field at Williamson Stadium this weekend against Mennonite College. 
Well, as many of you know, I was going to get on this podcast and talk about the Columbus Rapids series against the Fayetteville Fury. That was actually canceled yesterday as they scratched two games on the regular season and they've created the postseason matchup. So every team is going to be in the postseason and it is going to start April 2nd and 3rd and it will be held at the Crown Complex in Fayetteville, North Carolina. You have the teams up at Fayetteville. They're all going to be meeting and the winner of those games will meet in the championship. So the next game for the Columbus Rapids will be tomorrow at the Columbus Civic Center as they will take on the Rome Gladiators. Well, the Carver Lady Tigers season came to an end last night after losing to Luella in the Elite Eight. And also Callaway's season ended last night in the Elite Eight after losing to Elbert County. But congratulations to the Spencer Green Wave after beating Doherty in front of a packed house at Spencer High School last night. And they punched their ticket to the Final Four. The Spencer Green Wave going to the Final Four at Fort Valley State University on March the 4th. Just an incredible season for the Spencer Green Wave as they will take on Marist. Tip-off will be at 4 p.m. on Friday against Marist. We had major upsets in college basketball last night as TCU beat Kansas. I think that that dropped Kansas to a number two seed. Tennessee was able to beat Georgia 75-68. to You had Villanova beating Providence 76-74. to Arizona holds off USC 91-71. to I actually put Arizona on upset alert. The most exciting game from last night in college basketball was Wisconsin beating Purdue. Caden Ivey for the Boilermakers tied it up, and then it went down to the last second. Wisconsin was able to beat Purdue 70-67. to I think this solidifies the Wisconsin Badgers as a number two seed. Purdue is going to be a number three seed after losing two straight. Here are some of the games that are tonight. You got UConn taking on Creighton. You got Auburn taking on Mississippi State. LSU taking on Arkansas. And Texas A&M taking on Alabama. We have another jam-packed weekend of college basketball. You thought last weekend was fun and exciting. This is the final regular season games for a lot of the power conferences, but we have got into conference tournament play. You had the Horizon League first round, you had the Patriot League first round, and you also had the Atlantic Sun Championship first round as Kennesaw State, locally here in Georgia, defeated Eastern Kentucky 82-73. to And this was a very important win because it was the first time ever that they hosted a tournament game. It was their first tournament win since 2017, and the Kennesaw State Owls, currently 13 and 17 on the season will take on Jacksonville State on Thursday night as they try to have their best season ever. I still think their best season ever was when they went 14 and 18 back in 2017. This is the third time in program history that they have reached the second round of the Atlantic Sun tournament. You got Mercer in the first round of the SoCon championship this Friday taking on Western Carolina. Georgia State has a bye in the Sun Belt Championship, and Georgia Southern will take on Coastal Carolina on the road tomorrow at 8.30 on ESPN+. Well, the Columbus State Cougars men's basketball team reached 20 wins by getting a decisive victory over South Carolina Aiken on the road. It was a very important win as they get to 20 wins, and the key is, can they get an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament. Right now, they are 20-19. and 19. They will take on the top seed in the Peach Belt 
Augusta University on Friday. And Scott Miller will have the call on WCUG. I listened to him last night, and that was just very fun. Columbus State was able to just control the game as they beat South Carolina Aiken 91-74, to led by 25 points by Hunter Preston. Langston Gather chipped in with 19. Columbus State is poised to try to make the NCAA tournament. The last time that the Columbus State Cougars made the NCAA tournament was the 2016-2017 season. That was when they made three straight appearances from 2013 to 2016. The Columbus State Lady Cougars are in action tonight against North Georgia College tonight at the Lumpkin Center as they try to punch their way into the NCAA tournament. All right, so last night in the NBA, I never witnessed a meltdown like the Atlanta Hawks had. Jason Tatum scores 33 points as the Boston Celtics just had an incredible third quarter outscoring the Hawks 31 to 13. They jumped out the gate. They were down 65 to 51 at the half, but the Boston Celtics went on a 14-0 run to start the third quarter and the meltdown started. The Celtics were able to beat the Hawks 107 to 98. It seems like the Hawks just can't catch a break against the Boston Celtics. The Hawks are now 29 and 32, and they will take on the Chicago Bulls this Thursday night. The Atlanta Hawks are still a game ahead of the Washington Wizards for that 10th and final playoff spot. Just looking at some of the other scores, you know, the Wizards were able to beat the Pistons 116 to 113. You had the Toronto Raptors edging the Brooklyn Nets 109 to 108. The Nets are struggling. No Kyrie Irving in the lineup. Still don't know when Kevin Durant is coming back. You have the Minnesota Timberwolves beating the Golden State Warriors as Carl Anthony Towns had 39 points. And I really don't know what to say about the Los Angeles Lakers. The Mavericks did have a big lead. Luka Doncic had 25 points. LeBron had 26 for the Lakers. But the Dallas Mavericks were able to beat the Lakers 109-104. to And the Los Angeles Lakers are 27-34. and Currently the ninth seed in the Western Conference. Just two games ahead of the New Orleans Pelicans. It does not look good for the Los Angeles Lakers. This has been a disaster of a season. And... I don't think LeBron needs to have a say in personnel decisions. He's not a very good GM. He wants his guys. He wants clutch sports. He was the one who brought over Russell Westbrook. You gave up so many young players to get Anthony Davis and to get Russell Westbrook. How's that been working out for the Lakers? All right, I think it is time to bring Brad Page on the show. We'll be back for a quick break. But when we return, I'll have Brad Page on the show. Yeah! Stick around. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. I'm here with my Wednesday guest, Brad Page. Brad, we had a crazy weekend in college basketball, didn't we? Man, I'm telling you, um, hey, Richard, it's good to be on as always. Yes, I don't think I have ever, I mean, I believe this is the only time that all top six teams have lost. Never happened. Never happened. It's never happened. <laughs> right. It's just unbelievable that um, they all lost. College basketball, anything's possible. You know, it really doesn't matter what your reigns. You know, I mean, you better bring your game. Even if you're if you're number one, the, you know, one week, you're, you're liable to get <laughs> uh, beat, you know, probably the next week. So um, it was something uh, to, to see all the teams uh, uh, lose like that. The new rankings came out yesterday. The slight change is that Auburn fell, but Baylor and Duke both 
rose in the rankings. But do you think that the new bracketology has changed at all? Have, have you seen the new uh, bracketology rankings by Joe Leonardo? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I did glance at it, and um, and actually, I, I'm I'm not surprised. You know, pretty much um, everything's kind of saying the same, even after this wild weekend that we had. Pretty much the same projected seeds are still there. Great win last night for Tennessee over the weekend. They beat Auburn. Let me ask you something, Brad, because I noticed that Tennessee playing Auburn in Knoxville, they didn't storm the court? No. Um, no. Well, when is it I appropriate mean, to storm the court? I, I have a criteria. I'll, I just want to see what, <laughs> what would define it's okay to storm the court for a school. I would say if you're like a huge underdog beating the number one. Let's say you're a small school such as, let's say Belmont beats Gonzaga. You know, <laughs> when when you get like two different, um, a huge power five school goes down to a smaller, um, I guess you could say FBS school. You know, I I would definitely see that you could storm the court. when If you watch the game, you can hear the fans cheering overrated. And Barnes came out and said that he did not like, you know, the fans ch- chanting overrated to Auburn, you know. I mean, so I think it's really just keeping it in class, you know. I mean, that you really respect your opponent because Auburn is still a great team, even though they lost, you know, in Knoxville. But we got this season, but we got a next season coming up in a few weeks, and that season is the tournament. And that's what really counts. You can throw all the records off the door once you're in the tournament. You know, you have to bring your A game. You, have, you know, you have to be your best because any top team could fall, kind of like we saw this weekend. But I think Auburn will definitely learn from this game. Uh, Tennessee can definitely uh, improve as they have improved, you know, from, from beating Georgia uh, last night. And they're looking forward to going – and um, playing Arkansas, who is really hot right now. You know, Ar- Arkansas is definitely on a roll. I wouldn't say storming the court. I, I don't think they had to storm the court. You know, they they know. You know, they were able to beat them. Um, it wasn't really a huge surprise, I guess you could say. All right. So I do have a, a criteria when it's okay to storm the court. Mm-hmm. Like St. Mary's, they beat the number one team in the country. It was at home. That's appropriate to storm the court. An unranked Colorado team beat the number two team in the country, Arizona. It was okay to storm the court. It's never okay to storm the court when you are considered a favorite, like Arkansas was considered a favorite to Kentucky. It is okay to storm the court, and get this, if you beat the better team and you are on the road, your fans that went to the road game are allowed to storm the court. They're also allowed to chant, this is our house. Actually, I went to see Memphis take out Ole Miss at Tad Smith Coliseum. There okay, were, there were way more Memphis fans than Ole Miss fans. By oh, far. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely uh, understand those scenarios because they're they're surprised. You know, I mean, surprising wins. You know, no one really expected Colorado to beat uh, Arizona or or didn't really give them a high chance. You know, uh, St. Mary's. You know, taking down Gonzaga. You know, like you said. So I would say definitely. You know, you know, in both cases, yes, you're able to storm the court. And I guess you could say Tennessee was kind of a favorite being at home. 
even though Auburn's got some amazing players, Barry Smith, Kessler, great players, but Tennessee does too, as we're seeing now. With the new rankings that came out, which more than likely all these teams that are ranked are going to get at least a six seed or lower, depending on the RPI. Because, you know, they got Murray State. Murray State is ranked, but Murray State is projected to be a number eight seed because of their RPI. I think of a team like Wisconsin, who's projected to be a number two seed. I mean, especially after they won against Purdue. I see Wisconsin as a vulnerable team that could lose to a 15 or a 14 seed in the tournament. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. That's one team that can definitely go go down. Do not overlook Memphis. They are considered one of the last four in. If they get into that first four and they either play North Carolina or Florida or Wake Forest and they're an 11 seed or they're a 12 seed, they will be a very dangerous 11 or 12 seed. I'm telling you right now, like do not sleep on Memphis because I think that Memphis has a shot at having a couple of upsets in the beginning of this tournament. I agree. I mean, um, I think Hardaway would definitely get his boys ready to go. And um, you can never count Memphis out for sure. As they have shown in the last few weeks, they are definitely a strong team that can definitely compete and can and contend. You know, Brad, that I'm a Memphis Tigers fan. Let's stroll down memory lane. When I lived in Memphis, <laughs> yeah. back, in two, back in 2005 when John Calipari took over, Yep. The Memphis Tigers. And do you remember the glory years when they went to three straight Elite Eights, including yep. they should have won the title in 2008? I mean, if it wasn't for Mario Chambers, three Mario to tie it. Right, right. Yep. You remember that that was a stacked team. That was like a dynasty, like the greatest dynasty to never Absolutely. win a championship. You had Derrick Rose. You had Rodney Carney. You had Chris Douglas Roberts. You had Joey mm-hmm. Dorsey. You had Robert Dozier. Yep. You had Shawnee Williams. They were just so stacked. And John Calipari had them boys ready to play. And they were, they were beating Gonzaga. They were going up against the big boy. I remember when I lived in Memphis in 2005. So this was the 2005-2006 season when they lost to UCLA in the Elite Eight. Me and my roommates, like, we went to go see them play Alabama at Coleman College. We went to go see them play Ole Miss the home opener against Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And so when I was living in Memphis, that was the big, they were bigger than the Grizzlies back in the early two thousands. And absolutely. But that was a dark game. (laughs) Oh, I wish they could. I wish they would play again. I I don't know why they, uh, I don't know why they canceled that rivalry. I mean, that's a, that's a great rivalry. It was a great rivalry. I mean, definitely. I mean, one time it was, um, I'm trying to find the year, but it was like number one versus num- number two, you know. 2008. Um, yeah, 2008, of course. You know, I mean, you know, Bruce Pearl. Um, I mean, they were always some great games, you know. I mean, it was always back and forth, you know. Um, I know Bruce Pearl got done in Memphis and then, um, you know, Kyle Perry got back done in, in Knoxville. I mean, those were – that was Tennessee's rival, you know, a rivalry, you know, at the time, you know, when, when it came to basketball. And I hate that they got rid of – yeah, uh, that series. Do you think it's more of a Bruce Pearl, John Calipari rival now with the K- Kentucky and Auburn? I don't know, honestly. Um, I mean, I mean, it could be. I mean, I mean, they're both great teams. You know, I mean, they're still still very, very good teams, you know, due to their very good coaches. I mean, you could say we, <laughs> we talked a lot about the NCAA tournament, but let's switch gears. Let's talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. That's your favorite NBA team. <laughs> 
John yeah. Morant, what is up with John Morant? Dropping 52 the other night on the Spurs. He is now the front runner. He is now the front runner for MVP, in my opinion. I totally agree. I mean, you know, without Morant, yes, they can still win some games, but Morant has put that team on his back. I mean, they he is probably just an explosive point guard that we have seen in a while, you know, and I really don't know what to compare him to. You know, I've seen um, some posts, you know, compare him to, you know, Allen Iverson kind of, you know, and Isn't he a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, just a little bigger than Iverson, but kind of plays kind of the same way. But it, it's just explosive. He is just unbelievable. I mean, uh, you know, the being able to catch that really quick shot, you know, before halftime and then that explosive dunk, you know, um, in the Spurs game over that one dude. I forgot what – I really can't tell you what Did, was. Dejounte Murray? Yeah, yeah. He's just he – just, Posterize him, you know. I mean, I mean, that's all. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just unbelievable what he is able to do. I mean, he's had at least three or four forty-point games. We haven't seen a player like that in the Grizzlies score that many points. I don't think we ever had. I don't think Conley ever scored yeah, he, that many points. That was a that was a uh, um that that was a franchise record. Right. Exactly. No, don't get me wrong, Brad. I, when I was living <laughs> in Memphis, I I watched LeBron put fifty on the Grizzlies. Exactly. <laughs> I remember those years. <laughs> yeah, Kobe did. I mean, <laughs> LeBron did. Yeah, I mean, I I remember, man. And, uh, yeah, he is the uh, – he's the player that scored the most points, you know, um, by game, you know, on, on the Grizzlies for a while. I don't think Pau Gasol ever did or Mike Conley or, um, or Marcus Gasol. Uh, we never seen a player that can score this many points night after night. He is very explosive. I just hope the Grizzlies can keep him. You know, I mean, they got a great young team. They can definitely add some more pieces probably in the offseason. But I'm excited for them to finish this season and, and uh, for them to start the playoffs, you know, and just see how far they can go in the playoffs because I think they can at least get to the second round and hopefully the, the conference final. All right, Brad, we're going to switch gears. Which is going to be the most likely to happen and which is most likely – not to happen. All right. Okay. So we're we're going to go. We're, we're going to start with the Memphis Grizzlies winning the NBA title. All right. We got the Tennessee Volunteers winning the national championship. You got the Tennessee Titans winning the Super Bowl. You have the Nashville Predators winning the Stanley Cup. You have Nashville SC winning the MLS Cup or the Tennessee basketball team winning the NCAA title. Rank from one to six. All right, I'm going to go, first of all, the Titans. I mean, they were just a couple of games away from the Super Bowl. I mean, I know Tannehill had a, a bad day. They can definitely get back in it. What would a parade in Nashville look like? For the Titans? It'd be unbelievable. I mean, I think Broadway would be covered, kind of like how they were for the NFL draft. It'd be a huge parade because first Super Bowl ever won by the Titans and really the Houston Oilers, I guess you could say, because they never did win win either um for, for for that franchise so it'd be huge and and but there's something to, do they take the lombardi trophy and have a victory tour in memphis they might <laughs> or is memphis still bitter about only having them for one season no nah, i think i think they could definitely do a a tour in memphis because um i believe memphis still supports you know um the titans and uh the predators you know they still support the, the Nashville teams when they do go far, you know, when they're able to, you know, have a great year and hopefully win the championship. Um, 
And I think, I think Nashville would do the same for Memphis. I think, you know, I don't think there's any hate there. I think uh, both towns definitely respect each other. What's the next scenario that would happen? Next, next one, I definitely go with the Grizzlies. And, you know, it, it could happen. Um, I mean, if they get get on a roll in, in the playoffs, you know, if they get some great matchups, you know, don't count the, the Grizzlies out, especially with the way Morant's playing. Yeah. yeah, that's not a bad pick because we've had some <laughs> obscure champions in the past couple of years. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Toronto Raptors, your unconventional teams winning NBA titles, not your regular dynasties like the Spurs, Lakers, Celtics, Heat, Warriors. You've had some obscure teams that you don't recognize. So, yeah, I think that the Grizzlies winning the NBA title is possible. I definitely do. And, you know, I think if I can get past the Warriors and Suns, you know, if I got a shot because I think they really match up with anybody in the East because they really don't know who's really going to come out of the East, I guess. You know, there's, I mean, maybe Milwaukee, you know, you know, the Bulls could get on a roll. Um, yeah, but, but the Grizzlies beat the Bulls, you know, pr- pr- pretty good the other night in Chicago. Um, but, yeah, I definitely say the Grizzlies for, for number two there. And then for number three, then I will put uh, probably the Predators. Um, I mean, wow, over yeah, Nashville I mean, SC winning the MLS Cup, and they can do that too. So I mean, um, you know, Nashville beat the Seattle Sounders in Seattle on opening night in in the yeah. MLS. That's yeah. hard to do. They were also a playoff team last year. The Predators without Pekarene, who was such a great uh, goalie, you know, for them, and he just recently retired from them. Um, they might have a chance, I guess. After the Predators, I'm going to have to go with my beloved Rocky Top, Tennessee Vols. Basketball Finally. or football? Football, definitely. I think if they're able to beat Alabama, I think if they're able to beat Georgia, you know, if they can finally stay in the top five and um, have a great, you know, great season, uh, put up a lot of points. I think they'd yeah. have to catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah. They would have they to would. get the most they special would. quarterback. It, they would have to be a Joe Burrow coming right. to LSU scenario with the perfect right. offensive coordinator. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, just beating teams out of the water, you know, just dominating week by week um, over these teams. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, again, in the, in the playoffs, you know, you know, anything can happen. And, um, you know, I definitely love to see it. I mean, um, it can be done. It, it all it all depends on recruiting for sure. But they have to beat Alabama finally. <laughs> they have not beaten them I, either 2008 or 2009 when they beat them. Uh, I mean, it's been a while. Part of they beat them about every other year. And now Georgia. I guess I put the Vols there and then probably, um, probably the MLS team. <laughs> yeah, I know you're not a big yeah. soccer fan, but yeah. there is a big fan base in Nashville SC. <laughs> this is their third year. I don't really yeah. count 2020. It was uh, mo- mostly a shortened season, but yeah. in their second year, they made the playoffs. However, they lost the Philadelphia Union, but uh, don't sleep on Nashville SC. Actually, now in the Western Conference, they moved Nashville over into the Western Conference to make room for Charlotte FC which their opener is going to be this Saturday. And I'm very excited to see the fan base come out for Charlotte and Major League Soccer. I'm sure they could get on a roll and definitely have a great season. I hope they have a great season. If Nashville gets really great in soccer, I mean, maybe more people will be kind of interested about soccer, you know, because a lot of people weren't really um, interested in hockey at the time. But when the Predators 
you know, got to the Stanley Cup, you know, more people were watching hockey, you know, and uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, it bring some more fans, you know, to soccer. Hopefully, we did have all those teams lose in college basketball, you know, one through six, the top one through six lose. What if that happened in college football? How crazy would that be if all six teams would lose and how that would affect the BCS or whatever, you know? We I had mean, that. We had number one and number two go down one year yeah. in 2007. I remember and, that. Yeah. I, I remember Kansas State and Oregon went down and then yeah. – the let the you know Notre Dame was number one, and then you had right. Alabama taking on Georgia, number two versus number three. The first six go down, it, <laughs> it would be chaos, and it would, it would also depend chaos. on it would also depend on how bad they lost, and, mm-hmm. and you have uh, dominant powers that might not even fall in the rankings. Right. You can see in college basketball, Gonzaga and Arizona are still number one and number two. They didn't fall that much. I got to tell you, I I really enjoy having you on the podcast. I know that you are a proud Freed Hardman alumni, just like myself. So I had a very fun weekend. I I went to a softball tournament this weekend. 21 NAIA schools were playing down in Columbus. And the Freed Hardman Lady Lions represented. And they won all five games. That's amazing. That's great. They're 11-0 on the season. I talked to Coach Humphrey. I told him I'm looking forward to seeing them back in Columbus for the NAIA World Series. How great would that be if I can watch the Freed Hardman Lady Lions in my hometown of Columbus, Georgia, win the NAIA World Series in person? That would be amazing, man. That would be awesome. It's hard to put in the words, man. I'd be so happy for them because, you know, they did win in basketball and and, you know, they win in softball, man. More people will know about Freed Hardman, you know, when hopefully put them on the map more. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I think it'd be amazing. I appreciate you, Brad, being on the show. I'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the rest of the week. Man, talk- you too. You too, man. Um, I appreciate it, man. Thank you always for letting me uh, uh, be on here. I really, I really appreciate uh, having this opportunity. Thank you again. That was Brad Page, my Wednesday's guest. I want to thank all my listeners that downloaded my show. I thank everybody that's listened to this show on the radio and has downloaded my podcast. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is broadcasted out of Columbus, Georgia, and focuses on the local and national sports scene. I am Richard Holdridge. If you have a sports question or if you would like to be a guest on the show, just inbox me on my Facebook page, The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, or on my Twitter feed. And as always, I hope that you have a blessed day. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.